Hi, I'm Natasha Tassini from Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, and you are listening to Horror Homeschool. Welcome back to Horror Homeschool. I'm Chris. And I'm Ash. Oh, you sound very, <laughs> <laughs> very serious. I, why I said it like that. It's, Are we going to do it it's spooky? early like in the it's morning. The nun. <laughs> so, yes, next up in the year of the one, we are beginning our journey into the Conjuring franchise. Dun, dun, dun. Um, starting um, way back in 1952 with The Nun since we're doing these movies in chronological story order, which I know will really annoy some people, which I'm really happy about. Um, <laughs> that's just the way we're doing it. Why would you be so happy about that? It's just funny when, like, nerds get pissed off, isn't it, really? But I don't know. I get pissed off every single day about <laughs> stuff. I remember yeah. whenever I was um, first getting into Lord of the Rings, and I read all the books, and then I went and saw the movie, and they didn't put um, part of my favorite part of the book, which was Tom Bombadil, and I was so angry. I was so angry, but I was like, I don't even know how Who the it came out in like two thousand one. Tom Bombadil, yeah. I've never read the books. Oh, get out of here then. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why is he such a good character? I don't know. It's just it's this weird like side quest thing that they go on and they meet Tom Bombadil and he's like this big goofy like foresty guy and I was just like really excited I wanted to see him in the movie and then he wasn't even mentioned so it wouldn't have made it probably wouldn't have like done anything for the movie story but (laughs) but I know how it feels to be an angry nerd yeah I mean we've all been there but yeah, I thought I just I really wanted to watch these in story order because I think like the first time I went through them, I didn't. I think I did them in like release order. Um, but yeah, so we're starting with The Nun. Um, this movie was released September the 7th, 2018. And it is written by James Wan and Gary Doberman. Um, Gary Doberman did the 2017 It and all of the Annabelle movies. And this is directed by Colin Hardy, who hasn't really done much else. He's done just mainly music videos for pop groups. Um, That's right. So that is our creative team for this That's movie. That's weird. It, it is really weird. weird. Didn't the uh, the director for the Friday 13th mm-hmm. uh, reboot, he was like a music video guy, mm-hmm. wasn't he, as well? Yeah, that's such that a sometimes. that's a bizarre um departure. What's the word? Just like from 
there to there. Like, I like don't a know. Like tra- a transition? Yeah, it's just a weird, like, jump, I guess. Yeah. Sorry. My pop um, my What is it called? The pop thing? Pop filter broke. You almost called it a pop socket. I almost called it a pop socket. Did you know <laughs> that, like, um... I guess Gen Z could tell if you're a millennial if you have a pop socket on your phone because they're like millennial things or something, according to the Tic Tac. Oh, really? Tic Tac. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not cool to have a pop socket. I don't know. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I have this really cool Buffy one from um, Welcome to Horrorland. Oh, I was just about to say, I literally glued my screen pop socket from Welcome to Horrorland onto my new phone case yesterday. Oh, did you? You glued <laughs> it? Well, I've been, like, reusing them, and they've lost their stick. So, like, <sighs> when I when I use them again now, like, I have to super glue them and make, like, a very permanent decision <laughs> which one to use decision. on my new phone case. But I'm using my, um, my Drew cr- Barrymore screen one. Perfect. That is a perfect decision. That is the perfect choice. <laughs> I had some stab ones, but they've been used so much that they've kind of like worn off. So I've got to move on to the next one now. I've got to, I've got to do that horrible thing and make a change. I hate change. <laughs> I just um, hoard all this stuff. I just hide them in boxes. I'm like, oh, this thing's going to go in this box. And this box oh, is going to go into this box. And this Tell box me about is going to go in this bag. And then I'm never going to see it again. And then one day when I'm cleaning, I'm going to go through it and I'm going to find it. And it's going to be great. It's like a Russian doll of hoarding. Like you just put things inside things. Like I'm literally living that nightmare right now where I'm unearthing all of my hoarding Russian dolls. Because I'm currently in the process of moving and it's absolute hell. Because I have so much fucking stuff. Like I've accumulated so much stuff. I've lived where I am now like for the past five years and I've just accumulated so much shit and like you, you I've just like my way <laughs> well I may or may not be making a little ash I'll cast send you some, off uh, I'll send you some um <laughs> shipping money oh also but, yeah. if you hear my cat crying she's really upset I had to not uh lock her out of the room and I can hear her meowing so that's oh, it's Ryan all over again with Taft isn't it I know that's okay. We like we like pet guest stars. These needy animals, they're just they're just so attached, Jeez. aren't they? First. Anyways, I think we need to get back to Yeah, we've digressed. Whatever we were Can talking. anyone tell that we haven't spoken in a, in a long time? I know. Guys, it's been a it's been a rough one. Yeah, we've been through the ringer. Um but yeah, so this movie, uh The Nun. Okay. So <laughs> the synopsis is as follows. A priest with a haunted past and a novice on the threshold of her final vows are sent by the Vatican to investigate the death of a young nun in Romania and confront the malevolent force in the form of a demonic nun. Pretty good synopsis. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice, simple. Covers it well. Um, It does miss out uh, the addition of Frenchie in that. (laughs) (laughs) I guess, yeah. (laughs) Okay, so trivia for this movie, there's actually not too much. Um, Something that that Abby pointed out last night when we were watching this. Um, So the star of the movie, uh, have a go saying her name. I'm terrible at names. Tassia Famiga, is that right? Yeah, I think so. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know how to pronounce it either, yeah. So she's... She's also from American Horror Story, and mm-hmm. she's in Final Girls as well. 
and she also does the voice for Raven in the DC animated movies. Um, so she is the younger sister of Conjuring Lady herself, Vera Famigia. Um, they look identical. Well, I I didn't actually realise that until Abby told me last night. But I also never actually knew Conjuring Lady's real name until then. <laughs> Did you see that video of her uh, doing the Slipknot cover? Did no. I send it to you? Conjuring Lady? Yeah. No, no. Oh my gosh, I'll have to find it. She, I guess she sings, yeah. She's doing a, uh, she's on stage doing a Slipknot cover and it's kind of dope. <laughs> what the fuck? I thought I sent it to you. I'll have to find it and send it to you. Sweet. We'll share it on the pod as well, on the Instagram. Um, but yeah, so that was that was the first bit of trivia that kind of blew my mind. But then when I look, I'm like, well, yeah, I guess they kind of, they do look the same. Um, I really liked her in um, Coven, uh, American Horror Story Coven. I don't think I've seen that one yet. <gasps> that's the only. That's one of the main ones worth watching. That I've doesn't only, fall flat. I've only seen the first series all the way through, and then the latest one, or one of the latest ones, the summer camp one. Oh, that um, one was. That one was good. The thing. Side tangent, really quick. Sorry. The thing about American Horror Story is that Ryan Murphy starts out incredibly strong he makes like so many good episodes the story's really cool and then something happens and it's like a twist or whatever and it just goes in the toilet every Mm -hmm. season i've seen except for maybe coven and apocalypse i think you can't stick the landing you just can't no so anyways but yeah, she uh, yeah she was really good in that first season. Like that was that was cool. I like that. Oh, um, with um, what's his face? Um, Kate. yes. <laughs> Little emo boy. Uh, next bit of trivia: the demon nun was so popular in The Conjuring Two uh, that made her have a a spin-off movie, and the same thing happened with Annabelle. Obviously, she appeared in the first Conjuring movie and then got her own movie in twenty fourteen. And the Crooked Man from Conjuring 2 uh, will apparently also have his own movie. It's currently in production. Mm. Interesting. I got feelings. You got feelings on the Crooked Man. Yeah. Um, so uh, so this, uh, this movie, it takes place uh, before Annabelle creation, uh, making it chronologically the first movie in the series. However, some of the scenes in Annabelle Creation take place before The Nun, but then the rest of the movie occurs afterwards. Just wanted to <laughs> clear that up. Kind of confusing, <laughs> your timeline but okay. Is. Well, I mean, the, the, you know, the first, the opening of this movie and the closing, you know, jump back and forward in time. Don't oh, really, that's right. That's it right. happens. Yeah, that's right. Um, so this is quite funny. So the, the advert for the film was actually pulled from YouTube because loads of people complained it was like too scary um it was just like a five second clip and apparently it was like making people like shit themselves um like literally (laughs) it's like a like a jump scare like a like a flash like jump is it like the one that's the one where you're watching that person drive yeah i guess it was kind of like that i didn't i didn't watch it but just like a five second clip i'm imagining it's just the nun's face flashing up yeah. Um, but so they had to remove the advert 
and made like a formal apology and said it was not their intention to publish content that may potentially offend or shock viewers or give them diarrhea. What's the point <laughs> of having a horror like film? What's the point of having, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's the whole thing about it. Like we want to be, why do you think we watch fucking horror films? We want to be fucking scared. I mean, in my opinion, that is great advertising because that's just, you know, I mean, they probably pulled it for more advertising because the whole thing then, isn't it? It's like, oh, my God, it's too scary. What if it was just a hoax? What if nobody actually just shit themselves and they're like, hmm, maybe if we do this, we'll get more publicity? Yeah, I, I think that's 100 percent the case. Like, I can't actually see because that. I've never <laughs> seen anything that scary where I wanted to shit myself on. You know? <laughs> and I've seen some scary shit. <laughs> Um, next bit of trivia. So uh, this is interesting. Ingrid Bisu, uh, who played Sister Oana, uh, she met James Wan while making this film. And um, on the 27th of June 2019, they became engaged. And then Aww. they married in November 2019. So that's pretty sweet. And then she actually has appeared in James Wan's movies since then. Uh, she was actually in the Conjuring universe again in the Conjuring Three, playing a character called Jessica, and then in another James Wan film, Malignant, as a mm. character called Winnie. So we'll have to look out for her in those movies when we get to them. Yes. Um. So this movie did very very well on a budget of twenty two million dollars. It grossed over three hundred sixty five million dollars worldwide. Wow. making it the highest-grossing film in the Conjuring universe. However, it's the lowest-rated one, which is pretty mm. damn interesting. Um, and that's all the trivia that is worth mentioning, I think. So let's get into it then. What is our relationship with this movie and our initial thoughts? So I'd like you to go first because I'm curious to know what you think about this because I know you're not a big fan of, like, demonic possession religious movies because they like scare you too much so tell me your thoughts on the nun <laughs> so the first time i watched this movie was unfortunately a not a good day <laughs> i watched it on the day that kevin and i broke up which was a couple months ago um so i was kind of in a state of not all there so i was like okay i better rewatch it so I rewatched it and it's good. I just, there's something missing about it. Like I find it very boring. I, Interesting. yeah. So I don't know if it's maybe what was happening to me at the time and, you know, maybe connected to the movie, you know, but um, I don't yeah. know. I, it's it's not terrible. I wouldn't say it was like, oh my gosh, the worst movie. There's it, it feels like it's lacking something and um but there's a lot of cool stuff about it. So but my relationship with it is just like the I first watched it whenever I was going through <laughs> not, something not shitty. <laughs> and so then yesterday when I was rewatching it and I was like, Okay. So I paid a little bit better attention to it, of course, but what what do you think about it in terms of like being a like a demonic scary movie? Because like I know in the past you've said like you really hate those films and you know you well, find it yeah. hard to like so, sleep afterwards and stuff. I don't feel like that anymore, really. Since I've been going through a lot of like, I guess they call it deconstruction or whatever. 
it's it's hard for me to believe in that stuff at the moment due to the fact that I don't really believe in God anymore. Um, so whenever I like take away that aspect of it, like this the um, what's the word I'm looking for? When when I take away the power of it, I guess it doesn't mm. it doesn't come across as scary to me anymore. <laughs> That's that's quite huge for you because that's always been like a big thing for you. Like I remember, like it, it popped up on like memories, like on Facebook, how you posted this status like years ago, and I commented on it, and it was like you asking um, for good horror movies to watch that aren't demonic because you're scared mm-hmm. of them. Yeah, yeah, uh, I do. I think I it was like that. was it like 2018 or something like that, and it popped up. And I was like, man, like. Ash has been a lot, been through a lot since then. <laughs> and I just, I'm very curious, like, how your point of view on, like, watching movies like that and being scared of them has, like, evolved. Well, I mean, I have death. a lot, a lot to say about the, just, like, the buildup and how all of it comes together with the Catholicism. And, but, yeah, so overall, I guess it's just, like, with myself trying to decipher like what I truly believe in and what to me seems false, watching these horror films kind of has helped me a lot to face a lot of those fears. Mm. Um, Well, it's just like that, that classic Wes Craven quote, isn't it? Um, Let me get it right now. Um, So he says, uh, horror movies don't create fear. They release them. Exactly. They release. They release it. Sorry. And so watching it, kind of, I don't know how to explain it. It's like sometimes I can step back outside of myself and outside of what I grew up in and watch something and be like, okay, this doesn't feel like it's true. Like it's real. Like this feels very fantasy. So. <clears throat> So that's how you feel about the nun, really? Yeah. And then I get to the point, too, where I'm just like... (laughs) Like, I was laying in bed last night, and I've always had this fear of, like, being pulled under the bed while I'm sleeping, you know? You put your foot over the the, hanging over the sides, like, whatever. And I was like, what's the worst they could do to me if they pulled me down into hell right now? Chop me to bits? (laughs) kill me over and over again okay what like (laughs) whatever they do to me down there has already been done to me up here (laughs) that's so funny so i guess it's interesting though yeah just it's not as scary as i want it to be i guess no yeah because like i like i obviously we've spoke about our relationship with religion and, and stuff like that at, at length on this podcast and you know you and I were in a similar position where we are like struggling with our spiritual beliefs and stuff like that but mm-hmm. these kind of movies will always scare me because it just taps into something like deep inside me and like demonic shit really does scare me like and like this movie does scare me for that for that reason you know i guess hereditary is still scary though right <laughs> i don't know and the thing is i've been wanting to revisit it but i'm afraid like i'm like mm. i don't really want to revisit it in my own house alone 
just because of what happened the first time I watched it, I just don't. I well, don't that's know. the test. That's the test. No, really, I... the ex the Exorcist is the test. Just watch that, and then you'll be scared of the monitor. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but here's the other thing too. I'm just gonna give away my secret. I don't watch these movies at night. <laughs> oh, so womp, what a womp. I did watch it in the evening. I watched the nun in the evening, but it wasn't at night. So I guess well, I really have to put myself through the the actual test of do. watching. So Should I just that... watch Blair Witch Project at night? Yes, of course. There's no other way to watch that. It's not worth watching it if you're in daylight. Like I swear to God, stream. if I watch it and I'm scared, I'm calling you and we're talking all night long, Dude, baby. Talking I all night long. To, <laughs> I want you to save that movie to watch with me in person. When we finally hang Dunskies. out. And actually, I was going to suggest getting stone and watching that, but that is not a good idea with that movie. Mm, I've been, I've no, been there. I don't I've think I would that. want to because <laughs> it's too, it's too I, I like going out in the woods as well. I, I love hiking. I know I'm one of those crazy white people that would probably get murdered on the hiking trail. <laughs> but that's okay. I'm, I'm willing to take the risk because I love it. So Speaking I don't really want to be high and like see all that stuff and then I probably would never go outside again. Speaking of Blair Witch, so this movie has uh, a scene in it that reminds me of it where all the crosses are hanging in the woods. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like um, when all the things are hanging in Blair Witch. Pretty cool. Uh, but going back to what you said about um, <laughs> the environment in which you watch horror movies, you avoid watching them at night. That leads nicely into my relationship with this movie and initial thoughts. So um, I watched this for the first time three years ago when I was doing my first time watch of the Conjuring franchise. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I didn't do it in chronological story order. I think I did it in release order, which is probably the, the correct way to do this. But whatever, we're doing it this way now. Um, but I remember not thinking much of it back then. Like it was quite disappointing uh, because I've been through all the others and I was expecting that kind of quality. Um, and I remember it being like one of the worst in the franchise, um, thinking back. Uh, and I hadn't watched it again since. But I was actually really looking forward to a rewatch because I find the character of the nun and the demon, Valak, to be really fucking scary. Oh, and, like, yes. I, I will agree with that. Like, I think, like, she looks terrifying. The, ho the whole presence is scary as fuck. And I also enjoy a really good, like, religious supernatural horror. Um, and I also didn't remember much about it either. So I was looking forward to giving it another go. Um, I've also recently watched an, a shit nun horror movie recently called Pray to the Devil. So I thought it couldn't be worse than is that. Is that the one with... Um, who's in that one? Uh, I don't know. Some blonde chick. Um, no one of like no one famous. Oh. I don't think. Uh, but it's not. It's not really worth a watch. Okay. I mean, if if it pops up and you've got nothing else to do, then give it a go. I guess. But yeah. Um. So I thought. Well, it can't be worse than that. Um. And so yeah. So last night, I watched this in a perfect setting. So. Let me paint the picture for you. So okay. I'd just done like my f my first spooky season um, home decor shopping trip of the year. Oh, the best. Went to TK Maxx in Liverpool. 
and sort of like candles and for everybody stuff. that's American, it's TJ Maxx for us. That's right, TJ Maxx. It's also TK Maxx in Australia. Funnily that's enough, so weird. I'm gonna go. I um, think I might go there today. But yeah, we went there and like literally that meme of the skeleton. You know when it's like when I see um, Halloween decorations in, in the store and mm-hmm. it's like gasping skeleton. That was me as I went up the escalator, oh, that... turn turn around to see it all laid out. I was so excited. So got all got all excited. Got some new candles and stuff ready for spooky season and came home and it was actually like a really like stormy day mm. like it was a bit foggy as well and I was like oh my god I feel a bit autumnal here it's I feel the vibes and it got dark and we turned out all the lights in the house and then it started raining heavily and I just left the curtains wide open and the rain was just like batting against the window and I just lit this one single candlelight and just put the movie on and I was just like That's this is perfect and the wind was like really like whistling through like my house, you know, because it's like a drafty old haunted house. So mm-hmm. it was like whistling through the house. And it actually like almost blew the door open at one point and I almost shit my pants. Like <laughs> so the setting, I'm jealous. The <laughs> it hasn't rained for here. Me watching this could not have been better. It was spooky That's and so perfect. Good. And I loved it. And I really enjoyed the movie on the rewatch, like so much more than the first time. Um, obviously, the setting's got a lot to do with it, but I just, I was in that state of mind. I was in the spooky state of mind, and I really appreciated it for what it was. Um, I just thought it was, it was really enjoyable, genuinely scary. And I mean, I've seen a lot, a lot worse horror movies than that mm-hmm. since my first watch. So, but even by comparison, like I think it's a good horror movie. Like it's genuinely scary and creepy, and just a spooky, entertaining movie to watch. Uh, I will say though, Abby uh, fell asleep halfway through, so she doesn't feel the same. Um, <laughs> but I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was on the edge of my seat all the way through, even though I'd seen it before. Like I forgot the jump scares and the general plot, so it was almost like I was seeing it for the first time. <laughs> So, yeah, it scared me, entertained me, and I had a great time with it. Good, um, I'm glad. So let's talk about some of the scenes then that we liked in it. Um, I've got a few written down here. Oh, so I wanted to discuss this. So it opens up with a very quick conjuring recap, just mm-hmm. sort of saying, like, where the nun is from, like, where, where she comes into it. And it just shows the painting of the nun. Um, and then it's like, oh, this is... This is her origin, basically. So um, it's the demon in the painting in those movies. And it goes straight into 1952. Um, And I just love that opening scene. I think it's so, so creepy. And it just sets the tone for the movie. You know, when they're at that that door in the catacombs. And what does it say on the door? Like, God. Uh, God ends ends here. Yeah. So scary. And then, like, when, when the nun, like, comes, like, towards them, well, it's it's just that one nun, isn't it, that she gets, like, mm-hmm. cornered in that room and she's, like, forced to sort of, like, you know, kill herself so she doesn't, like, what, get possessed by the nun? Is, yep. that, is that the thing? Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I love that scene. I think it's, like, I think it's really well directed and just genuinely scary. You know, where she comes, like, you just see her at the end of the hallway just, like, floating towards her. And then as she's coming towards, the lights go out 
so you can't see her. She's like floating towards, and then the crucifix like slowly turns upside down, and then it like sets on fire. I just thought that was really sick and genuinely scary. Dude, crucifixes upside yeah. down on fire. Is, no, thank you. This is the thing. Like, see, again, you were saying before, oh, I'm not scared of that shit anymore, but it does. It, it taps into I'm, you stuff. I'm not There's saying that I'm not scared of it. I'm saying I'm not intimidated by it as much anymore. Okay. I'm sure but if no. it was happening to me, like, right then and there, of course I'm going to be fucking terrified. I'm going to be shitting myself all day, every day. Like, <laughs> if that nun, if Alec was to show up near me, I would probably disintegrate. <laughs> there was someone dressed up as a, a, a horicon like, a couple of years back that I was at. And it was just so scary whenever they were near. Like, it was, like, so fucking scary. Just like that, her appearance is just terrifying. The ex had a blanket of her, and oh. when he would bring it out, oh, it was Holy just shit. one. I never showed it to you. Oh, I don't know if I have a picture of it. It was just a giant blanket, and it just had her face on it, and that's it. And sometimes, oh, I was like, we're we're not gonna have that out. I'm sorry, <laughs> I would never allowed it. I was like, I can't. I wake up in the middle of the night to get water and I see that blanket there. No, negative. Just, and the bright yellow eyes on yeah, it. Yeah, it's just such a scary face. Like, whoever came up with that design needs a, I was going to say, needs a medal. I mean, it needs a spooky medal because that is like such a creepy, like iconic, like looking horror antagonist. You know, it's so scary looking. I love it. Um, but yeah, upside down crosses, big nope. That is something that will always. Even though we have me. one in our. Yeah, <laughs> but that's the point. That's the point, man. Like they're fucking, they're scary. It's very apt. Um, but yeah, that scene was pretty sick. And then Frenchie, he finds the nun hanging. Uh, I don't know the... what I would do if I walked up at a church. Or no, it's nunnery, right? What are they called? Are they called yeah. nunneries? Um, and then I saw a fucking nun just hanging there. No, <laughs> no, sir. Turn around, go home, get back in bed, try again tomorrow. <laughs> it's a spooky place anyway. Let alone yeah. with a fucking a dead nun hanging there. And then all all the crows were there. It was really cool. And like, then he sticks her sticks her in the ice house. Oh, that part, what did I say? <laughs> that was a good scene. Um, Oh, I said, nah, no, thank you. Moving body? Mm-mm. Throw me in the trash. I don't think so. <laughs> that, that was my note. <laughs> it's just, I, I just thought that was a really, really good scene. Like, the, the dialogue as well, where it's just, like, he realizes, like, that she's, like, sat up in a different position. And he's just like, that's not how I left her. She was lying down, not sitting up. And that <laughs> line like, oh, just, well, just fucking chills. <laughs> that's just sorry, the God. worst thing ever. <laughs> I know the priest is all like uh, uh, sometimes bodies move whenever they die yeah like he's like well yeah, right. she was laying down I don't think she could just sit up he's like yeah oh, I'm just trying to <laughs> just trying to make the situation better <laughs> next scene after that that was good was the bells on the graves like I really uh, liked that yeah like that whole idea of 
people like fearing to be buried alive and then they have a fucking bell hooked up to them to ring when they're buried and if if they're still i mean that is true it's terrifying that's like one of my biggest fears i'm sure it's a lot of people's graveyard oh no being buried alive oh yeah (laughs) i walk through graveyards all the time it's what i do is relaxation (laughs) if i had one near me i'd probably well i think there is one near me being buried alive absolutely not oh it's just the worst that's that's why i want to be cremated i don't even want to think about it (laughs) it's horrible and i want to see yes i want to be cremated i want to be chopped into little bits and pieces i don't care what you do do not bury me yeah fuck that and every like buried alive scene in a movie gives me like pure anxiety oh like in buffy whenever she comes back and then she's like claw i hate that scene so much it's horrible it's just horrible like and this one in kill bill as well and just any scene like that just gets to me the VHS 99 one where the girls bury the chickens all the bugs and then she has like the whatever it's just horrible because I'm claustrophobic and that is just like my worst nightmare mine too I'm so claustrophobic Um, but I love I love that I love the idea of the bells and stuff and obviously it's a setup for the scene later on where um, the priest is buried and then she comes to find him and then all the bells are ringing and she has to like hone in on the real bell that's ringing. <laughs> it's fucking cool. I liked it. Um, She's braver than I am. Yeah. Oh hell, I'd be, I'd be out as soon as I walk through that like nunnery. Is that the right word for it? The mo- monastery. I know monastery for monks, isn't it? As yeah. As soon as I walked into that building, and that like that woman was like stood there with the black. Can veil. we talk about that? <laughs> Like, <laughs> that was so scary. And it's even scarier when you realize that she wasn't actually there. All those nuns weren't actually there. I it have this just... thing, and I said, the abs, what's her name? The abscess? I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, Reverend Mother. She just sits there all day in creepy attire in this, like, what is it, like a, a morgue? What was she sitting Basically, in? it was it was kind of like a there was a load of tombs around, weren't there? So it was kind I'm of like, like a, how how does one get this job? Somebody <laughs> like tell me. Dream job. I just get to sit there and judge people with a veil over my face <laughs> in a morgue. Dunce, sign me up. I mean, you're I just thought that was ego. so weird. Like they just talked to her like that was such a normal thing and. I have a lot to say about the Catholicism thing, so we can get into that in a little bit. <laughs> sure. I mean, we can get into it now, if you like. I just... I'm going to probably... I, I don't want to piss off people, but this is just... Look, look this is this is horror homeschool. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's 51 I episodes in, two and a half understand. years later almost. I do not understand. I, I, I don't think one religion is the end-all of everything but i feel like catholicism catholics truly believe that their religion is superior to everybody else's you know why that is because of the richest yes 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 that's elitism based on it's yeah wild because like whenever the the uh 
father guy or whatever goes into that vat again and he's like speaking to all those I'm like these fucking old boring ass white guys always um and they just speak with such like condescension condescension self-righteous like pretentious preposterous type of speech and I'm just like yeah it's totally it's it's that way because of like because of the money that the catholic church have as well like they've you know it's the vatican and all that you know right no i totally i i see that and it's just wild and it's just like and they have all these rituals and all these guidelines and all these whatever and i'm like i keep and i have a theme in my notes that's like how are nuns not witches these nuns in this movie are definitely witches because when you're a witch sometimes you call on on a god and i feel like they were calling on god a lot and they were doing all this stuff and it just was very ritualistic very so in my head i'm just like i don't understand what the difference is between like witchcraft and like rituals and catholicism and certain things in christianity and so on and so forth you know like it's all kind of in the same thing but everybody's battling well you're totally you're right it just means it it just one is like deemed the right thing and one is deemed the wrong thing that's all it is it's it's just a name at the end of the day i mean you do hail marys or whatever and confess your sins and it's supposed to like break the tie or whatever of you and your sins and it's just like i don't know but i just was like this is so wild there's just so much to um there's just so much to unpack for the movie like there's just like there's just so much to it I'm just going to say right off the bat that I find this movie very boring and very slow paced. A little too slow slow paced for my taste. A little slow paced for your taste. Well, it's funny because I actually really enjoy the pacing in this. I think that it it moves along pretty quickly. I think it does too, but I feel there's something... I don't know what it is. There's just something very lacking about it. It doesn't... Like, I like... I can see what the vibe and the thing that they're going for. But for me, it seems too vague. There's too much vagueness. And I feel like, I think it might just be the story. I think the story is kind of falls flat for me. Yeah, I think the problem is the plot. The plot is very thin. Yeah, but but everything like that else about it, you know, the look of it, being in the creepy nunnery, being in the creepy fucking graveyard whenever Frenchie's in the in the graveyard uh fighting off or whatever that was and he picks up that oh, cross. That was a really good scene. That's one so of that's like, one of my favorite scenes there. There's some really, really good stuff in the movie to make it a really good movie. But I just the plot line is just so boring to me. Yeah. No, I totally get that. I mean, but sometimes I like a thin, simple plot because I, I I don't like it when things get too complicated. I'm a simple well, it wasn't man. even like it was so. thin and simple. It was just like some of it didn't even make sense to me. And then I get I know that they try they tie it all together in the end, but it was just like, eh, it was kind of like okay. Um, I don't know. I I I just have issues with the actual like specifics of the movie as far as yeah. like 
the looks and the feel and the score and the mute, like everything just kind of vibing together. Great. Yeah. Well, that that's something I wanted to touch on. One of my highlights is the score. I loved the score. It was just so ominous and scary. Like, I love it when they do that, like, church music with, like, mm-hmm. the low tones. I don't know the proper name for it, but, you know, it's like, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. Is, is it like, what is the name for that? I don't know. I don't know what it's called. I feel like it's almost like like monks or something. You know, when it when they're just like, oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm falling apart here trying to understand what this noise is, but people know what I mean. The churchy music that's creepy, the low tone thing. I love that. I love that when um, the nun, every time she's on the screen, it's like her theme that comes on. Mm-hmm. Just, Beautiful. Such a scary noise. Can, can we it. just appreciate the actress that plays the nun real quick? Oh, Bonnie Ahrens. She is amazing. Like, she's so good at that character. She she's just embodies it. stunning, too. Like, she just has such a just striking features that are just so... I don't know. Well, she's so so unique looking, and that's yes. her actual face. Like, there's no, or well, the very little, if there is any prosthetics used on it. That's her actual nose. That's you know, that's her face. She I think she's probably like that in real life. She's just so beautiful. Like, I think that actress is just gorgeous. When she was, um, let's see, what other movies was she in? She was actually in a David Lynch movie called Mulholland Drive. Um, I know the Drunken Horror Girls are a big fan of that movie. You I need, need to, to watch it that. Out. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, you're a big David Lynch fan. I am not. Uh, but <laughs> that movie is wild. You need to watch it. But she's in that. Um, she's in it for a very brief, scary moment. She plays another scary-looking character. Um, Princess Diaries, though. She was in Princess Diaries. Who did she play in that? She plays Baroness Joy von Trocken. The ones that are trying to steal, or they want to steal the crown, but like, he's like, in your face. And I'm convinced she's in Insidious. I'm convinced she's one of those ghosts in the further, when it's like the 1950s family. I'm sure she's the woman at dining. Someone needs to confirm this for me, because I've searched the internet high and low, and I can't find that she's attached to that role. But I'm sure it's her. She's very distinct looking. I love her. She's beautiful. Yeah, amazing. And, and she, yeah, like the nun, it just creepy. She just yeah. plays it so well. Plays it so well. That's actually my favorite character in the movie. I've got down. Of course. The, nu- of course the nun slash Valak. Uh, it's just so evil and scary. Just like it's... her presence and her appearance is just so terrifying. And Bonnie Aarons does such a good job playing her. It's just so funny to me that, like, in, in movie and things like this, it's like the demon was like, okay, I'm going to shape shift and I'm going to shape shift into a nun. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just like, uh, it just turned, it sounds silly, but then it just turns super creepy and you're just like, oh, okay. And could you imagine just being in the nunnery and just seeing this, like, black figure nun just floating throughout, like, the scene where, uh, what's the main girl's name? Uh, I don't know actually. Oh, and anyway, she's in the 
I don't know, wherever in the church or whatever, and like the big shadow of the nun, like oh, I love that wall. scene. It's, it's so such a fucking good scene. It's so like, like simple, you know? Yes. But it was so effective. Yeah, I love it because there's so many like setups like that remind me of like nods to like classic horror. Like that that shadow on the wall was almost like Nosferatu. The way yes. that it like traveled along and then I just I love scenes like this in horrors where like you'll get something moving from a shadow and then when they do stuff with mirrors as well, mm-hmm. you know, like it got to the mirror and then there was no one there in the mirror. Yes. And then you could see her. Oh no, that was it. You saw her in the mirror, but actually in real life, you turn around, there was no one there. And then she turns back again and she's there. <laughs> it's so scary. Like so much like yeah. classic misdirection. Just I feel like so they well. did. They did use a couple, you know, traditional scary things about it. Like the scene where the uh, priest is sleeping and then the radio comes on by itself. Yeah. And then he's like walking over there and you just hear running. You hear footsteps. Yeah. And I was like, man, I was like, that is such a simple scare. But God damn, I was in that situation. (sighs) I, I love stuff like that. Like that scene as well. Like I've got a note here for that. Like. I love it in paranormal movies when that happens, where there's like something with the electrics, like some music will get turned on or something like that. Um, my favorite example of that is probably in The Fog. You must have seen The Fog, John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. It's oh, been it's a just... very long time since I've seen that movie. But that's such a sick moment in that movie. But I, I love like that trope where like spirits play with the electrics and stuff. But that scene. So that scene's so good because like he like he's following the footsteps like he's trying to chase this little kid and he goes through all like the the washing that's hanging like all the sheets mm-hmm. or the 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 clothes or whatever it is yeah james Wan likes that he likes to use that with the clothes and the hanging and the all that stuff because he uses that in the conjuring too yeah or, as well but I I love that because he's like chasing through there and then he gets tapped on the shoulder and we see the hand tap him on the shoulder and he turns around straight away and there's like no one there but like th- there's a kid like really far away so it's like not possible for them to get that far away in that like split second I love things like that and then he's like he chases the kid to that creepy ass graveyard and then stupid little the, kid don't the kid proceeds to play hide and seek with him like behind the graves and stuff and it's like it's so scary and uh no. yeah i, I liked like all children. that with like with the yeah, yeet that kid yes <laughs> but i did like that like side story of like the priest having that past where he tried to save that kid with an exorcism and the kid died and mm-hmm. you know he's getting haunted by that regret and that shame of that happening and that's a genuinely scary form that valak takes you know the the kid with like the serpent tongue and like the kids just jumping all over the place with like a demon voice and it's so scary i love it fuck them kids ouch fuck them kids um can i just say something about how every time i see like a ghost or it's like a for instance, the little kid, I always think of, um, well, I just recently watched the Buffy episode where the first is first introduced. Mm. 
And oh, I yeah? think about I that about all the time. Every time I'm like, there's a ghost. I'm like, it's just the first. That's all it is. It's just the first. <laughs> I have so many notes about the witch thing in here. It's not even funny. <laughs> the witch uh, thing. Just how are they not God's witches? That's, oh, that's like the comparison. God's mm-hmm. witches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially the scene oh. where she's... There's just so much to it. I mean, the fact that she... She just is like, okay, so I have to destroy evil. Let me marry God first. And I was like, okay. <laughs> is that what she said? No. Or she you wants just made to take that her up? vows. Oh, right. But taking her vows that... basically oh, vow? marry, oh, yeah. I guess God. It is. I thought that was, was a lamest line that I missed. Oh, no. <laughs> just made have, that you got some, <laughs> have you got some, like, let me marry God? Like, I'm gonna fight evil, let me marry. Because she's like, I want to take my vows first. And I'm like, okay. Could you imagine, though? Like, having that much passion for something, for someone, and, like, giving up all of that for them. No. No. (laughs) Because, you know, like, they have to be celibate. They have to do all this stuff. Like, pray all the time where are those habits is that they're called habits i think i don't know it just sounds miserable i mean more power to them who wants to do that stuff but well abby actually said like it, it seems like a pretty good gig she was like what that's all you have to do all day just like pray she was like it's pretty pretty good gig that yeah but i but it's everything that comes with it Mm-hmm. You're sacrificing your entire like freedom and your life. And how how is that not a cult? You know what I mean? Well, like well, how it, it, it is, but it's just it's not labeled one because it's like the mainstream cult and I just America's don't get it. cult. Like how do we <laughs> how do we allow some cults to thrive and some cults deemed you know I mean I know that there are cults out there that have like Terrible things that happen, you know, Jonestown, um, whatever that other one was, uh, Heaven's Gate. There you go. I know a lot about cults. I love cults, but um, it's just so wild to me. And I sit back and I think about how everything that I went through and growing up in, you know, the church and everything like that. I'm like, how? How is this not a cult? Yeah. Um, I mean, you look at things like Westboro Baptist and that. That's that's a cult. Right. Oh, one hundred percent. But like, it's just a different division of Christianity, which is yeah. also a cult. <laughs> I just don't understand how we've allowed religion to take over in the way that it has, to the point where it basically strips you of all of humanity, of who you are, and makes you just try to fit into this mold that well, you just can't. You're a servant of God, and it's that's it. You know. Oh, I. But it's just like you know when I'm watching this stuff, I'm like these. Are, I know that this is their passions and stuff like that. But I'm just like, how can you feel that strongly about something that you wouldn't? You don't even know if it's true. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean to get crazy. too deep, but it's just like <laughs> it's crazy. It just blows my mind. I mean, I think. I think Catholicism in of itself is beautiful. Like the the imagery, the art, all that stuff. Like the the um, cathedrals. There's a uh, 
town that's probably about two hours from here that like you can go do a painted church tour of all the Catholic churches. Um, it's like a dinky town, but it has beautiful Catholic churches, just gorgeous. And I love doing it because it's like they have there's a lot of Czechoslovakian people. And uh, so there's a lot of graveyards with just wild last names <laughs> and it's just it's really cool and so I like I love the looks of Catholicism and stuff like that but I just don't yeah understand it I used to be married to somebody who was a Catholic um way back in the day and we would go to Catholic church and it was horrible it was god it was <laughs> I, awful you know I used to go to a Catholic high school awful yeah. It's terrible. Did you get spanked? No, no. No. Yeah. I, I'm not even Catholic either. Like I don't even know how I got in there. I'm I'm Methodist. <laughs> I think oh, I you, oh that's to, right, like, you are Methodist. I, I had to get like a note from my church to say that I was okay to go to Catholic school or something. So and like so a, that's like another a, thing that's so wild doctors. to me too, is that like <laughs> supposedly everybody's on the same team for God, you know what I mean? But everybody's against each other down here and like <laughs> One belief is is better than the other belief, and if you don't believe that, then you're dirty. And it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> At the end so, of the day, it just drives me crazy, and I just don't like to think about it. And I I make certain people in my family upset because I just don't care about it anymore, and I think it really bothers them. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just when I sit back and think about all the things that I wasted time being scared of and god being one of them and the devil being one of them i'm just like this is so exhausting like there's so much i could be scared of here on earth why am i wasting my time (laughs) yeah because like if you really think about it at the end of the day if if all this stuff is happening because of quote-unquote satan it's really happening because of God, because God was the one that cast Satan out into into the depths of hell, right? Because he mm. was questioning and he stood up to God or whatever. So it's like, who who should I really believe? The person that gets mad whenever <laughs> they're they're questioned or their authority <laughs> has been, um, you know, threatened, or should I be afraid of the one that's like? you know, curious and wants to, you know, break free from the man. Like, give me a break, man. (laughs) I love this new version of you. (laughs) (laughs) Do you? Where I just don't give a shit. Revelation Ash. Huh? Revelation Ash. It's It's a good version of you. Well, like, I could talk about this all day long because there's just so much to it, you know? Like, there's the rapture anxiety that I deal with on a daily day to basis. There's the apocalypse anxiety. There's uh, like every once in a while realization of holy shit, what if it is real and I'm just being an asshole and I'm just going to burn in fucking hell forever. Like what? How are you not like a nervous wreck? How do you get anything done in your life when you're thinking about this stuff all the time? I don't. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I have to smoke sometimes because it just calms my brain down. And I know everybody's like, oh, that would make me more paranoid. It doesn't. <laughs> um, let's let's get back to this movie because we've gone on a tangent. It's a good tangent, though. 
Um, I, something I did want to mention, though, uh, was the Romanian tradition of when someone's died covering the mirrors so that the dead mm. don't see the reflection and become a ghost. I thought that was really cool and interesting. I wish they like, would have I... done more into that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's a movie in itself. Right. I mean, that's that's pretty that's a pretty wild idea. And it must be true for them to even, like, make that a thing in the movie. I would love to learn about those kind of traditions. I'm reading mm. a book about um, death, and I'm reading a, it. It's about this woman who... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm reading a book about death. <laughs> and it's this woman who's like a... Um, a mortician, I guess, I think. But she, like, wrote this book about a whole bunch of different cultures and their how they deal with death and grief and stuff like that. And the very first chapter is about a place in Colorado that you can go to whenever. It's, it's basically like hospice. And they will burn your body, like Viking oh, nice. type. And I'm like, that's what I want, bro. But anyways, um... It, it just, it helps to know in different cultures that they have different mm-hmm. ways of dealing with it. Because yeah. I have so much trauma with all that shit with, re- with the religion that I grew up in. But it's just like, it's given me a sense of peace to know that there's other beliefs, there's other things, there's other ideas. Yeah. It's it's wild I'm, to think that... I'm, it, completely determines like where you're born in the world how you view these things and how you how you raise like and it it also explains why in different areas of the world people have different outlooks on life and states of mind like you know i've just spent three months in greece and the, the their way of life is so different and their, all their attitudes but there's no aggro there like everyone's so laid back and like it's crazy because they've got like like I stayed on this little tiny island called Mykonos, and it's it was so small. Like literally, you could drive from one end of the island to the other within like twenty minutes. It was tiny, but they had like hundreds and hundreds of churches there. Like everywhere you went, there was like ch- little tiny churches on hills. Like there were hundreds of them, like super religious, and, and they're Christian as well, Orthodox. And um, but their way of life and their attitudes were just so relaxed like everyone was really nice like and there was no like like I said no aggro like I never saw anyone get angry the whole time I was there everyone was just like super chill and there was just no judgment it's just really interesting how like you know where you're born just determines your outlook on life and your beliefs and stuff you know yeah, it's super frustrating. And and I like at the end of the day, I get mad at myself because I haven't done enough research on things. I put myself in such a bubble and such a box about certain things and that I've filled it up with just this anxiety. And now that I'm kind of um, trying to break out of the box, I feel like my anxiety can be a little bit stretched out. You know what I mean? Like it's not just mm. all con. Uh, confined into one little thing it can be stretched out a little bit and it can connect to other like how do I explain it my anxiety can come like can be can dissipate like just you know go away whenever I start to connect to something else that um yeah 
I don't know how to explain it. Like if <clears throat> it's it's just opening your mind up to other ways of thinking and other ways of life. Right. You know, exactly. Not just like this tunnel vision of what you were raised with to believe that was the be all and end all. Like this is this is it. This is how you should yeah. think. This is how you should act. This is how you should live your life. And it's like 2023 has been one of the most uncomfortable years of my life. It's I have a year never of growth, man. You're I have growing. never felt so many growing pains, even when I was going through puberty. <laughs> like I just <laughs> Some days it's exhausting. I'm like, can I just not grow anymore? Can I just leave? Like, <laughs> I'm done. But going back to the movie, so like that's kind of what I was thinking of while I was watching the movie about how, I don't know, just how like, because it even goes back to the, uh, like the beginning um, when she's talking, when she's like playing around with the little girls and they're like, well, Mother Superior says that the dinosaurs aren't real. And, the, and she says, like, God test us or something. Yes. And but, see that. Like, what the fuck? We're going to have to do a whole Patreon where I just go off on all this <laughs> stuff because, like, honestly, I could talk about it for hours. Uh, but that, that's a wild concept, too, is that some some Christians don't believe that dinosaurs existed. Yeah, that's that's wild. That is really awesome. But so. I don't even know where we were on the movie. Like, were we done um, talking? <laughs> I don't know. Let me look at my notes. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, guys. Got... We've been, we're a little rusty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the last episode we did, we were both intoxicated. So that was a bit of a wild one. That was um, fun, though. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, highlights. Oh, yeah. So highlights. We've gone for a few of those. I've put the score. Love that. Cinematography and spookiness and the color palette. I loved Color it. Palette was great. I loved the fog. There was so much mm-hmm. fog in that graveyard mm-hmm. and just so much atmosphere. That was what I loved about this movie the most was the atmosphere. Like I just thought it was done really well and just it gave me chills. I want to you know, visit like, there. Yes, it's in Romania. It was actually shot on location. I would love to visit that that castle. Um wasn't um Wednesday filmed in mm-hmm. Romania as well, Transylvania. They shot some of this in Transylvania. Um, but yeah, that is somewhere I would like to visit just for the spooky castles. Um, but yeah, highlights, loved all that stuff. I just loved the chills this movie gave me. But on highlights, pacing. I know we touched on it before, but it kept me interested all the way through. Like, And it was a perfect kind of movie to me because it never feels too slow or too rushed. And to me, it didn't really get boring. Like, it was perfect pacing for me because it, it does a good job of, like, moving it along nice and quick, but also building a bit of suspense in the moments that it needed to. Like, I appreciated the pacing in it. And and the whole story went along well for me because I could understand it. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I, I think it would have been better if it was rated R. James Wan really limits himself when he makes a PG-13 film. Given, yeah. I understand why he, I understand why at certain times you make PG-13 films so you can open up to a broader audience. I get yeah, that. Yeah, I make a shit ton of money doing it as well. <laughs> I am excited that The Nun 2 is rated R, though. I feel oh, like, is it? I didn't yeah, know they, that. 
they just dropped the rating for it. And I think that it's going to, it looks great. Sick. So, I mean, I'm excited. And you know what? Even if it wasn't great, it's still like part of this universe and yeah, still the nun. Just, we still get to be scared exactly. just by like, looking I, at I the just nun. Wanna, <laughs> i want to suck up all of the goodness that james wan bestows upon us in the in the horror universe yeah um, and her you know what's even creepier too is whenever uh um warren ed warren right that's his name mm-hmm. is painting the picture of her mm in uh the conjuring or the conjuring two yeah conjuring two is her first appearance and she, the the first appearance in conjuring two is fucking creepy yeah like that whole thing i don't know we'll get into it whenever we we watch those movies yeah so i mean i'm excited something else i love in this though is the camera work i thought it had great camera work in it like so many cool like different techniques that they use mm-hmm. like they you know they they spun it around they do different cool angles like they, they literally like tried everything with this and i think that it doesn't get appreciated enough this movie because there was a lot of cool stuff going in on it like they had really good set pieces as well and good acting as well like great effects like they had everything i like, don't think that the main chick is a good actor or actress. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and she's like, she did she's pretty... do it for me in this movie. She, I felt like she was just a little too quiet. Like I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't really grasp her character, I guess. Is, but you know, what's interesting. Like I, I do agree with that. Like she's not, she doesn't really do it for me. Like she's pretty vanilla. She's pretty bland as an actor. Like I'm mm-hmm. not, not a big fan of her, but, if you took out the main girl that was in Pray for the Devil and put her in this movie, it would be one of my favorite horror movies of all time because she was really good in that movie. Um, not a good movie in itself, but her as a lead in that, she had that spunk, that spark. Wait, what that... movie? I'm sorry. Pray for the Devil. Oh, okay. I, I'm, um, I'll probably check it out. Yeah, it's, it's to be honest, it's worth checking out just to see her in it because she's mm-hmm. great in it. And if you put her in this movie, it would be so much better. I think it has a lot to do with the the people, the actors in this movie. If you had mm. a different cast, yeah. I mean, but for me, like, the acting was passable. Like, I thought it was fine. It was good. But Yeah, yeah it's if passable. You, if it you, just wasn't anything. You, yeah. If you switched up the actors in this movie, it could have been fantastic. If you had some, a really good cast in that in that movie. Obviously, budget wasn't permitting, but um, it, it would have been amazing. And it's yeah, it's a shame that she's got to come back and Frenchie's coming back in the second one because mm-hmm. <laughs> it would be cool to see some new people with the nun. Um, but I suppose that leads me on to low lights. Then uh, I've got Frenchie as the low light, the big low light for me. Like yeah, he's dude, that man wanted to deflower the nun <laughs> so bad. Every and she was into it. I think, like, I think she was too. <laughs> I think if he's back in the second movie, I think that'll be a love story. Yeah, no, that's a shame. But no, his his acting and his accent in this as well was so bad. Mm-hmm. Like, and I looked it up. The actor is actually Belgian. 
So I don't know what accent he was trying to do in this, but it certainly wasn't French Canadian. <laughs> I know. <laughs> kept... That was such a weird thing, too. He's French Canadian. Yeah. I was like, that's. Why is that a thing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I've got that down as the lamest line. Like, oh my God. You know, when he's like fighting the nun at the end and he's like, I'm French Canadian. Mm hmm. It's like, what? I have. Is that your lamest line? Yeah. Well, I've got another one of him. And Father Burke, um, when it, Father Burke says the blood of Jesus Christ, and Frenchie says, holy shit. And, and Father Burke says, the holiest. I have that one as mine. <laughs> <laughs> so like, oh, oh my God, no. <laughs> he did okay, not. Can we talk about the blood of Jesus Christ real quick, though? Let's, let's talk about <laughs> What? <laughs> what the fuck? It was in like a one of those Christmas bauble looking things with it inside. Like, you know, like a glass Christmas like, bauble. Oh, since you're so pure and powerful, you're the only one that can hold it or something. And I was just like, what the fuck? What <laughs> yeah, is Jesus? Ridiculous. What is God's like obsession with women's and girls' purity? Like, yeah, <laughs> damn, it's so, so creepy. Gross. <laughs> so creepy. Yeah, so Frenchie, he was he was a low light. Um, I, yeah, I just thought his dialogue was terrible in this. But I get it though. Like, I mean, yeah, he was a completely pointless character. Really, but he was. he was he was the comedic relief and the levity. But it could have been better. Again, I think maybe with a different actor, maybe it could have mm-hmm. worked. Um, touched on it earlier that the plot's a little thin. That was that was a bit of a low light. Um, it did also rely quite heavily on like jump scares like loud jump scares Mm -hmm. but i do think that the setup and the atmosphere was good enough to warrant that like it isn't it wasn't just like um insidious three where there was no build-up and suspense it was just loud jump scares all the time yeah because isn't it field mouse that hates jump scares yeah yeah he hates them he'd hate this movie i'm sure yeah (laughs) but i i like a good jump scare and this is like, this maybe jump scares the movie, but it warranted them because it. Yeah, had the but atmosphere. James Wan loves loves the traditional jump scare, though. Yeah. Listening to a podcast with Freddie Prince Jr. and um, what's his name, James Lee Brody, and they talk about James Wan a lot on that because they're like one of the guys is like besties with James Wan and, um. So they they talk about a lot of the ways that he likes to how he creates certain scenes and all this stuff and it just seems like James Wan really just totally one hundred percent appreciates uh horror just he just appreciates it and he understands it and I feel like he really like I don't know what the word is I can't I can't think of words today well, but he's he's really good at like honing in and taking all those like tropes and like you know formulas from like classic horrors and presenting them in a movie where it's like I've, I've mentioned it on a previous episode where it's like a like a buffet for scares like mm-hmm. in, a, in a movie he'll have a selection of things that is guaranteed to scare you and the nun is no different to that like he's you know he co-wrote this movie and he's wrote a load of these scenes in with these scares mm-hmm. and you're guaranteed to be scared by at least one of these at least scenes, one yeah you know? And it's going to get under your skin. Yeah, he just he really knows how to play on on simplicity. Yeah, 
in people's fears. Oh, simplicity. Yeah. Like the simple, the simple fears. Like I said, like the, you're laying in bed and the radio turns on by itself. Horrifying. One time I was home alone way back in the day whenever I still lived with my parents and I was just watching TV and the blender went, just (laughs) turned on by itself. Right. When, when something like that happens, your heart just drops out your ass. And I went, and I pushed the off button and it wouldn't turn off. And I was like, holy fuck, holy fuck, holy fuck. <laughs> if I unplug this and it doesn't turn off, I have to run out of my house. It did turn <laughs> off. But I called my parents and I was like, where are you guys? Please get home. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you something really funny, actually. Um, <laughs> so that happened to me recently in this house. So I've only been back home for like like a week or so. The night I arrived home, um. Abby was in work. She does night shifts. Um, so I came back to an empty house and I'd not been in the house for three months. So I was just like walking around, checking out every room, just seeing what was going on. Went upstairs to get ready for bed. And I just heard like this voice in the house. And it was like, it was clear, but it was like a whisper. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, and, and I knew that there's like a window open. So I like walked around the house, like found the open window, closed it. And I was like, okay, maybe it was just a car going past. And I just heard it like a voice, you know, but I was like petrified and then carried on like doing what I was doing, get ready for bed. And then I heard it again. And it was clear. It was like in the house and I couldn't figure mm-hmm. out what it was saying, but it was like a whisper and it was a voice. Mm-hmm. And I knew that the house was empty. I'd just been around the house in every room mm-hmm. and I began to freak out. And I was like, I was saying like, what the fuck? If this is a ghost, I ain't got time for this. I've just had a very long flight. And I'm tired. I want to go to sleep. And Dude, like, that's me yelling every day. Out, like yelling at this ghost. But then I proceeded to like check every room again in the house. I was going up and down the stairs, every room, like checking behind the doors, under the beds, in the closets. And I thought, oh, Abby is here. She's like hiding from me and playing a trick. She must have been at work, but she was not in the house. Like the house was empty. And then I was thinking about it logically. And I was like, okay, maybe it's an electrical thing. Like is the telly on? No, what else could it be that could be making noise? And then I remembered, we've got a ring doorbell, right? And suddenly the penny dropped and I was like, ah, so usually it's like on the wall outside the front door. But while I've been away, Abby had to take it off to recharge it. And she didn't know how to fit it back on or she couldn't fit it back on with the screws. So she's left it in the front room pointing out of the window, but it's in the house still. And, mm-hmm. you know, with ring doorbells, of course, you can hear what people are saying and speak through them. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I was like, OK picked it up turned it around and looked at it and then i just heard this laughing on the other end and it was abby nice she was like good job she'd been scaring she'd been scaring the shit out of me speaking through this ring doorbell whispering stuff that's hilarious (laughs) she was just hysterically laughing through this ring doorbell i was just like you fuck (laughs) i love the fact that you were like okay i have to think logically about it she just thought it was absolutely hilarious she was like screenshotting my face and stuff and she was like i could hear you running around the house freaking out and all this 
like, her, she really she really got me good because I was genuinely terrified. But um, how are the ghosts reacting to you guys like moving stuff? Um, nothing's happened so far. It's all been pretty quiet. They've not they've not said anything or done anything yet. <laughs> um, going back to the movie, um, what was your favorite scene? Hmm. I do really like that scene where she's in the church and the shadow grows big and small. You know that remind that scene reminds me of. It reminds me of Suspiria. That's very Suspiria oh, yeah. vibe. It is, yeah, definitely. It's a great movie. I might watch that today. That's a heavy movie though. The original. Yeah, but so good. Or, um, I really like the all any of the scenes that are in the graveyard. Yeah, I've got that down. Like the graveyard scene with Frenchie, like when the hanging nun just like drops out of nowhere and falls on him and starts attacking him. I just I love that. I love me a fog filled nighttime graveyard scene. Um and again I've got down the shadow of the nun on the wall. Really well uh, directed scene, really scary. Um I also really like the part when she spits the blood of Christ in the face of the mm-hmm. nun. <laughs> I thought that's pretty cool. <laughs> Um, mm. but yeah, we... I wonder what the blood of Christ tastes like. <laughs> Please edit that, that 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 <laughs> sentence out. <laughs> I don't, this I don't is a think very said that out loud. <laughs> this is a very quotable episode for you. <laughs> so many things. I'm gonna put that on a T-shirt that says, I "Wonder what the blood of Jesus tastes like." <laughs> Vote now. <laughs> Write in. What what do you think it tastes like? It's probably sweet. I have to, I just think it'd be like cranberry juice, only because like that's what you like drink in church when you do communion. It's like you know, when you say it's like wine, it's not really wine, it's like it tastes like cranberry juice, isn't it? I don't know. We only we, when we did communion at our church and we were just non denominational, we just used we used cranberry juice. But I think all yeah. Catholics use actual wine. But they all drink out of the same fucking chalice. And I'm like, no, sir. That's how <laughs> that's how germs are spread. <laughs> we have like little shot glasses, little plastic shot glasses in our church. Yeah, we did that all too. All lined up. Um what else we gotta say about this movie? Uh oh, I've got a new section. Favorite scare, which is kind of like favorite scene, I guess. Um, the scariest part I've got down here, like one of the scariest parts is when she has that nightmare mm-hmm. and she wakes up and then she sees that nun. She hears the nun praying in her room and sees her just on the floor, mm-hmm. like rattle, rattling the beads. And then she just like disappears and then like appears behind her. Mm-hmm. And then you see her jump out the window. It's like you're looking everywhere. And then the door opens and then there's like a flash image of the nun at the end of the hallway. It's just so creepy. And then mm-hmm. that's when she goes down then, like to the catacombs and that scary door and the hallway with all the crosses. Oh, I love that. And then that's when like the nun like makes a really cool appearance at that door. She just looks massive as well, like really mm-hmm. scary and formidable and turns and just looks right at her with those like yellow eyes. It's so scary. And then she gets like sucked in by her and then the hands like grab her through the door afterwards. And again, it's like classic misdirection 
scares set up in that and I really loved that scene. I thought it was a good scary scene. Yeah. Um, There's I no, like f- I said, the vibe for it is so good. There's so much potential, but it's just the the storyline that like really just did not catch me. Yeah. Um another scary thing for me in this touched on before was the um the priest's creepy kid visions with the scary demonic voice and the serpent tongue. Like I've got a note here that I just want to touch upon how how evil and neat demons are, the way that they prey on your biggest regret and like shame. Mm-hmm. Like they tap into They're your petty. weakness. They're petty little bitches. And then like they, they do that to like break your spirit. Like it's just and they make you have visions like questioning your sanity. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's just evil. That's what evil is. And I really appreciate that. It's scary. Um another scary scene is the faceless nuns. I thought that was really cool. Like um and that's a good scare as well when she sees the faceless nun like behind her and she goes to say hello and then split second later one jumps out at her from the side. <laughs> Great jump scare. Um oh another really really cool scene was when she's praying and you just see her clothes getting like ripped off and she's getting like whipped and there's like a pentagram star like mm-hmm. whipped into her back like that is such a cool scene like that's another one of my favorite horror tropes is like the invisible attacker you know Ugh. like in nightmare on elm street and stuff like that where you can't see what's attacking you and it's just so scary that Ugh. so creepy that leads to another cool scene where it's like Frenchie and the priest arrived and she's like oh um we've all been praying and he's like, who's been praying? And she's like, all of us, all the other nuns. And she just turns around and the place is just empty. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, shit. I, just, I love it. I love that plot twist. I know it's like really, really thin plot twist. And most people can see that from a mile off. But I love it. I love lame shit like that. I feel like that Marge Simpson meme when she's just like, I just think it's neat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just me with this movie. <laughs> My little guilty pleasure. Um, and then the movie finishes with a bookend of um, conjuring movie mm. uh, snippets where we're seeing Ed Warren doing a lecture about his experience with a possessed Frenchie. Um, so obviously that how the movie ended with him having the inverted cross burn into like a scar on the back of his neck. Obviously, we'll see that in The Nun too. We should um, get that tattooed. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, I literally, I literally thought that last night when I was watching it. I was like, "Oh damn, that's that's our tattoo." Well, I was right gonna there. say, aren't we getting matching upside down cross tattoos when you come? Yeah, we we have to. Hell Definitely. yeah! Oh, side note, going to New, I'm going to New Mexico with Nicole, and we're gonna mm-hmm. get a tattoo together. We're gonna be matching tattoos. Amazing. And I'll get... just tell you that it. I'll just give you a hint. It's an X file themed tattoo. Oh, sick. That's very appropriate. Um, something else I wanted to mention, though, about that scene with uh, Ed Warren's lecture. Um, it's in a place called Wakefield in Massachusetts. Hey, that's cool. Uh, I mean, we, we have a place called Wakefield here as well, but I didn't realize you all had one over there. My dad's from Massachusetts. I have cousins in Massachusetts. Oh, it's an absolute dream Bastin. of mine to go to Salem 
on Halloween. Actually, I don't know if that's a Boston uh, accent. Boston. Are you? Are you oh, not shout a out to shout out to my new Bostonian friend, Michael, uh, who I met over in Greece. He is a Michelin star chef. Hopefully, he's you are not allowed to have any other friends except for me, uh, especially so. American ones. Yes, so <laughs> you could take that back now. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's your acquaintance, he's, and I am your only friend. Yes, he's a work friend. He's a work <laughs> colleague. Um, but he's from Boston. He's now living in Turkey, but yeah, he's originally from Boston. And he was telling me about how he goes or he has been to Salem in Halloween season, and it's amazing. It's just making me really jealous. You know what I found out about Salem, though? Is that, like, the witch trials really didn't even happen in Salem. They happened somewhere else. Mm. I still want to go. We're going to go when you come. Definitely. Got so many places to check out. Um, But, yeah, we should probably wrap things up with this episode. Oh, um, which is your favorite James Wan film so far? Still Insidious? Uh... I mean, it's not this one, obviously. So far, yes. So far, yes. Insidious I mean, is for me, so good. For me, it's still Insidious, but honestly, this is pretty close. Like, it's up there. Like, this may be in my top three James Wan films we've done so far. I know. I do love Dead Silence, though. <laughs> yeah, Dead Silence is sick. What What are your overall thoughts with this movie, though? Overall thoughts? It's a good... I feel like it's a good background movie, too. You can just put it on while you're, like, yeah, definitely. doing stuff. Because it's, obviously, the, I don't like the storyline of plot. But the you could just walk up and just any of the scenes are really cool or whatever. And Yeah. So I exactly. feel like it's a really good just rewatch type movie. Like, you're just like, okay, I'm just going to pop this on. Have it in the background every once in a while. I'm going to see the scary-ass nun. <laughs> and, yeah. I totally agree. I mean, I really enjoy this movie. I'd go so far to say, as it's one of my favorite demon possession movies, if you can call it one of them. It's one of yours? One of mine. One of yours. I mean, I would say, I mean, this is a quotable line for me, it's up there with The Exorcist. For me, for me personally, like, I know that sounds ridiculous to a lot of people, but I said what I said. I like what I like. Um, I don't think it deserves all the low ratings that it's got at all, like... I've seen some horror movie stinkers, and this is not one of those. <laughs> um, you know, it's not like reinventing the wheel. It does exactly what it's meant to do, though, and it does it well. You know, it has some really genuinely great elements to it, and it's just a dumb, fun popcorn horror flick that's right up my street, and I'll definitely be watching it again. It's going to be in one of my spooky season stacks going forward nice. i think um and it's definitely going to be one that i'm going to show my son in a couple of years to scare the pants off him i feel like it's a nice easy accessible my first possession movie you know like it's it's easy to follow and it's just the right amount of scary like it'll frighten but not traumatize yeah but yeah i'm I'm really glad that i rewatched this because i think i was really unfair on it on first watch and I actually can't wait to see The Nun 2 now. I'm looking forward to going to the cinema and seeing it on the big screen and getting scared. And uh, next episode, we will be talking about The Nun 2. Carrying oh, yeah. on when does that come out? Chronological Conjuring timeline. Uh, September 8th, I think. Which is like 
Almost exactly. Yeah, September 8th. Exactly the same date as it came out five years ago. The Nun. That was September the so 7th. That is. That's next crazy. Week. <laughs> but yeah, so that about does it for this episode. Um, shout out to our wonderful Patreon supporters Field Mouse, Nicole, Ryan, Wade, Ash, Francesco, Kyle. I can't believe I almost forgot Kyle. Um, he's he's our boy. He's been sending me some really funny videos of him rocking out of titanium. We love you, man. <laughs> been chatting about Brad Dourif as well because he's just been announced as a guest at the Horicon going to. Um, I I recommended him to watch an episode that Brad was um he was in the X Files. Do you remember? He was in one called Beyond the Sea. Um, what? It was a really good episode season yeah. one episode 13 but yeah um shout out to our wonderful patreon supporters thank you so much for sticking with us i'm fully aware that there's not been much content on there recently um things have just been crazy and continue to be crazy for a while we're struggling to get some new content out there but we will get back on track and we we see you all and appreciate everyone that's still there thank you for continuing to support us that part is getting bigger for my plane ticket to Texas. <laughs> so I can't wait till that actually becomes reality. So thank you all for continuing to support. We really appreciate it. And we will be doing some more Twilight Zone soon on that. We need to do episode three of season one. And you've got some stuff up your sleeve as well, haven't you? For the, for the I do. I just have to get it done and it's just been rough. So I'll get there. Yeah. Bear with us, guys. Bear with us. But thank you again. Endless love to you all that are still with us. Um, you can go and support the pod as well. For only a dollar a month, you get access to all of our bonus content. Uh, just go to horrorhomeschool.com for links to the Patreon. And there you can buy some merch. Go to our socials. Give us a follow. Uh, and also, please rate the show um, on iTunes. Uh, I don't think you can do it on Spotify. But definitely, if you've got iTunes, Apple Podcasts, give us a rating and a review it really helps us out in the algorithm um if you do give us a review like screenshot it and send it to us and we'll send you some cool stuff like i've got some horror homeschool merch that i need to find a new home right now <laughs> so yeah do that and we'll send you some stuff um yeah so go to horrorhomeschool.com for all of those links personal social media stuff you can follow me on instagram at chris j wakefield and me underscore Abraham Lincoln underscore we will be back soon with another episode and remember Mary points the way <laughs>